0: an objective view of the stresses and strains of this somewhat unanticipated phase of life from a common sense perspective. Together with listeners and guests, we explore these challenges, ask the tough questions, and find ways to address the daily trials associated with family, friends, work, society, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Blackjack Brief, a shortened version of Blackjack, Wade's, midlife. Today we're going to touch on a subject that really just hit me square between the eyes in the last just matter of minutes. Um, So we had, uh, before I jump in, um, had a uh, change of plans for today's episode. Still working with uh, the great sales engineer, Jim Judge, to get um, him scheduled for a live interview. Well, it'll be recorded, but uh, we're going to do a video. Um, I'll upload the uh, audio version and potentially start a uh, YouTube channel with our first side-by-side video um, to talk about Just Tell Me. So that subject is ready to go. Um, Unfortunately, Jim had a change of plans, um, prioritization today, so we're unable to do the uh, the remote interview slash first guest on Blackjack, Wade's midlife, but, um, still working on that. So stay tuned. Uh, so in the, in, in, then I had to basically go to my list of subjects that I've continued to grow and develop ideas for future episodes. And, um, this one kind of hit me right in the face. So, In order to demonstrate or tell this story accurately, I really just need to take a step back and tell those of you who've been listening to the last few episodes um, in order, uh, you know, I've been um, both looking for my next career move, um, next employment opportunity, sales opportunity, and in parallel, I've been um, researching some franchise opportunities, um, Both of them happen to be, that I'm looking at right now, happen to be food franchises, um, brick-and-mortar restaurant-type franchises. And I've really been digging deep on this one that's kind of a unique concept, both uh, from a food menu perspective as well as the uh, environment. There's some activities, of the beer tap wall associated with this particular business, as well as Axe throwing is an activity for people to, who are uh, there on property, maybe having dinner or lunch, uh, to sort of entertain themselves. Um, so it's a unique combination, really interesting environment, extremely well done, um, buttoned up business model, I'll say. Um, was very taken by that. I mean, everything is thought through completely. Um, everything from the physical environment, tables and chairs, and how the aesthetics of the environment are, as well as how well the the business side of things is, both from the food prep and serving perspective to the customer experience and paying. Um, Everything's digitized. Everything's in real time from, you know, analytics perspective. You can see how much people have used their RFID card, even how much beer they've poured themselves, that kind of thing. So it's very, very, very comprehensive and complete. But, and I say but, because I had to dig into, I had to get to the point where I had to decide whether this was something, A, I could get passionate about and truly devote my time and energy to working and promoting, doing the, um, as the franchisees I've spoken to, call it the owner's work. You know, you don't want to get caught up in the day-to-day of Prepping the food or serving the food as the owner, you want to be doing your effort, using your time and efforts for marketing and promoting and driving businesses business through the multiple channels, whether that be delivery or catering or just driving more feet traffic to the restaurant. So I had to kind of come to grips with really ask myself that hard question: Do I really is that what I want to do? And I I do think I could. I think I could. jump in with both feet and truly take that ownership role and get excited about serving people, um, providing a quality product. You know, feeding people has always been a, I don't say a hobby of mine, but we do a fair amount of entertaining. And I do most of the cooking in the house. My wife says I do all of it, but it's really most of it. And oftentimes it involves having people over and you know, making big spreads and trying different menus and ideas and, for the most part, pretty successful. And I get a lot of good feedback on that. So, um, you know, doing that on a larger scale in a brick-and-mortar restaurant kind of makes sense to me and, you know, how I operate. So giving that strong consideration. But the first thing I had to ask myself, and it really stemmed from a conversation I had with a friend who owned multiple McDonald's. He said, What what's your end game? Where where do you want this to go? Where do you want this to be? And of course, I I tend to have uh, you know, lofty dreams and um I think big in terms of, you know, how could the the restaurant grow and pay off any, you know, bank loan that was associated with upstarting it and getting to greater profitability and expanding, maybe getting more than one location. All these things are just natural thoughts of mine because, you know, I, I'm not I'm not ready to settle. And I share all that because this really happened, I'm gonna say it was last Friday when I was speaking to um a franchisee who's not yet opened his store, but he's working on it. The construction is underway. He's about to f- complete his close on his small business administration loan and I had to you know ask as many questions as I could and and hopefully he would share you know some of the details on what he's come to as far as his income expectations because at the end of the day I had to figure out and still do have to figure out if any of these parallel opportunities I'm researching could actually displace my corporate sale, technology sales income, and, you know, hopefully that would be on par or maybe even greater, and what would that require to do so? Because obviously, uh technology sales job is largely an eight-to-five job with the exception of business travel and airplanes and hotels and rental cars and all those things that, uh, that can really add to the time or certainly add to the burden of doing the job but for the most part it's you know if you're home office you're eight to five on calls with the exception of maybe later calls in the day for accommodating west coast or even starting earlier to accommodate east coast that kind of thing i'm in the central time zone myself so you got both sides of that but i had to decide and figure out best i could Prior to making any commitment, prior to making signing anything that said, I'm a franchisee, I'm committed to building this business, I'm committed to going to get a small business administration loan, I'm committed to collateralizing assets of mine um, to secure those loans, et cetera, and then embark on the building, finding real estate property, building it out, and, and launching the business, and all the while saying, am I going to be able to make the amount of money that I need and want to make. And in having a conversation with this, uh, franchisee, he's a really nice, super, um, uh, open guy. I mean, he, there were certain things he wouldn't share and I asked some hard questions, but I had to ask to see if I could figure out as an example, what would, what the monthly service of that SBA loan was going to cost. And I um, He didn't want to share that, and I understand that. That's fine. But um, nonetheless, I'd like to know, know how much of your first few days of business each month are dedicated to solely paying for your loan payment, and then you've, of course, got your other costs associated with the business, and at what point in the month do you cross over into, okay, now the money we make for this last remaining days of the month, that's what we're going to earn as the owner operators, and I'm assuming my wife would would be active in that as well. So when I, I'm telling you this to say that it was a long conversation to get to the point where he said something to me, and he said, you know, I think my expectation is somewhere in the 10% keep perspective, and he was sort of looking at building his business to a 1.5 million annual top line sales. And, you know, obviously that math is pretty quick. You're coming to a $150,000 gross income for that, for his household, for he and his wife. I think his kids are, his kids are grown. Um, And he said, you know, they had to, he and his wife, you know, had long conversations about this and what they wanted out of this and sort of what their end game was. And what I determined in having this conversation with him was that they, he had really come to grips with, you know, 150 grand as a business owner and the opportunity to do the, the owner's work, so to speak, that he was very passionate about doing. And he said, we came to the realization, you know, that good enough is good enough. Um, and I can't get those words out of my head. When I heard it, I thought, well, okay, great. Good for you. And this is not judgmental when I say this, but I don't know that I'm ready to just say that it's good enough, right? He he had a career in military. He's got a military pension. Um, he's worked for many a large corporation since then. So um, he's well-versed, good, great business acumen from what i could tell so he's really supplementing his military retirement with this business that he wants to you know have his 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 own and potentially pass down to to his kids but the word's good enough just kind of stuck with me and i'm like i don't know that i'm ready for that yet am i am i ready for it that feels like settling to a certain degree um and by the way i think he made a a significant um, error in his assessment of, uh, and we've talked about this on this program multiple times, but his expectation is he's taking a a variable rate loan uh, from this SBA-backed bank and with the assumption that interest rates will come back down. And will they eventually... I certainly hope so. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't know how soon that will happen. And I, I would fear in his situation that he would enter into a, a variable rate where that maybe the rate was negotiated low for the first two to three years of a 10-year lease um, or 10-year term on the on the loan, but get into a situation where that could actually go up at the first whatever interval that is for the Variable rate. So that really spooked me. Um, I, I don't know that I could feel good about that. I Again, wish everyone the best. This is not, uh, I'm not judging. I'm simply saying I don't know that I would come to that conclusion um, and feel confident in that in the next whatever window of time while you're enjoying a lower rate on that variable that you're going to be able to finance and maybe get to a fixed rate um, on that low side of the scale. I just, I don't know if that's true. But I then had to say, okay, well Wade, if if this if this good enough attitude that he has about an ownership and maybe generating a gross hundred and fifty thousand dollar income isn't good enough, then what is? And I have to come to grips. This is this episode um is really about me kicking myself in the butt and giving myself a real talking to about a piece that's missing in how I'm conducting my day-to-day, week-to-week life, and that is goal setting. And I'm calling it the lost art of goal setting because for me, that used to be a very strong part of how I ran my my life. In fact, years and years ago, I had a library of basically completed annual, I'll call them journals, in the form of Franklin Planners, that I was so disciplined on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, I wrote out so much of the goals that I wanted to achieve, the areas of focus, um, and much of this is guided in the uh, Franklin planner system. If you're not familiar, you can just Google Franklin Planners and it has become a vast um menu of of different planner options and types, and you can tailor you know how you build out your your planner um but effectively, for me, I had a two page daily if you're familiar with the system so each day on the left hand side, there was the tasks there was the calendar if you will, and on the right side was you know a journaling page for taking notes and jotting down thoughts and, you know, just keeping track of things. I'm not really, I've never really been into journaling in the traditional sense that you sit down and document your day and how your day went, but um, I certainly was using it for planning purposes. And the, the Franklin system not only helped guide you through what, you know, might be the areas, if you will, and I took notes of these, you know, there's your career financial, there's the developmental slash educational, there's the physical slash health, there's the family relationships, social, and then there's the spiritual and value areas of focus. And I used to be very, very good at defining where I wanted to go next in each of those areas of focus in my life and writing them down and you can find countless um, authorities on goal setting and goal attaining, but the one common thing, no, not one common thing, there's certainly multiple common things, but a common thread that you will find in goal setting is writing it down. There's some power in actually taking those thoughts out of your brain and via your hand writing them on paper and for your eyes to then see and digest. There's a whole cycle there. Um, but I've noticed for me, I don't know if I've gotten lazy or complacent, or maybe it's just the fact that everything's so digitized. You know, I'm currently not having a company-issued computer. I'm operating off of an iPad Air and an iPhone. Those are my two primary uh, computing devices. And everything synced through the cloud, and so anything I do on my phone or type out on my iPad is visible and accessible on the other. Uh, but I find that maybe I'm too distracted, in where all those th- those all those things used to land on paper in one place in a you know in a binder, it was the planner. It was two pages a day and a bookmark that had those five areas of focus. With the goals for the week in each one of those, and i would I was disciplined to rewrite those each and every time um each and every week, and disciplined to the point where daily my tasks were at least assigned where they had you know a b, and C from a prioritization perspective their system goes as, into f- such detail that you can go say, okay, here's all of my a's these are my top priorities for the day, and then number them in the order in which you're going to accomplish them." That was a little bit too much for me. I didn't find that useful, and I didn't find it something that I could stick to. So I just started with ABC as far as what were the most important things to, to do, and I would write them all down, um, each day. And if you moved it forward, you put a little arrow and said, Hey, I didn't get this one done today. It moves to tomorrow and then rewrite it. And I found that in, in doing so, sometimes you get tired of delaying or, um, maybe even procrastinating some of those. So you get tired of writing it day after day. And you just finally decide, just go do it right now and put the check Mark and, um, then you don't have to write it anymore. So I found that to sort of be almost a uh, checks and balances for me. So in in thinking all this through, I really realized that maybe this is part of this mid, darn midlife thing where I, you know, the next goals seem a they seem too far out, distant in the as far as time is, is concerned, can you know considered right so what do you write out a goal about what year and what month you you plan to retire and i don't know that i can write that goal out because i don't know what it means and i've said this multiple times but i'm going to continue to come back to this point i don't know what retirement looks like because between now and then i don't physically realistically see the way a way to earn enough money to put it in the bank and live off of the interest. That's the bottom line. You have to look at any and all assets as becoming either income generating themselves in the form of interest or start to, you know, feed an an annuity from them, um, from an investment that is going to ultimately... um, eat away at at the principal component, but it's planned and it's, it's staged. And you can at least see that you've got X number of years on that particular annuity. And then in conjunction with that, you have other income generating income streams. And, and I just can't, I can't, I can't get my arms around it. And I feel bad in some ways that I can't, but it's, how do you, how would you do that? How would you earn enough Starting at age fifty-two, almost fifty-three here, next month I guess. Yeah, end of next month. Um, how would you earn enough to pay for everything you got today and save that amount of money that even at a good interest rate, even if that investment grew over the next ten, twelve years, and then turn around and start f- taking just tearing the interest off of it monthly? It, it the number of the amount that that egg that nest egg has to be is massive, and i'm just and maybe that's just why i haven't been goal oriented because i don't you know there's nothing more um defeating than a goal that you don't believe you can get to or you can't break it down into the pieces that's you know that's the method right you set the big goal the one that you the, the ultimate goal, and then you break it down into Pieces and stages, and you and you schedule it out, and you you put these mile markers in place where you like. Okay, okay, I'm on my way to that goal, and here's my first mile marker that says I am because I took a portion of that goal and I broke it down into something that I could go accomplish in the next days, weeks, months, whatever that might be. So this is really just uh, Blackjack Wade kicking Blackjack Wade's butt to get back to this discipline. I have to. I have to get back to a discipline where I'm writing it down, or maybe it is typing it, but certainly seeing it in the same place, in a consistent manner, and making it my required actions. And so there's no um, tendency or um, no no pull from the. i oh, just let it go. Just you know, well, I will do that tomorrow. Or you just don't give in to the procrastination. You just say these are my goals. I have to. I have to set them in each of these areas, and I'm going to start with a health goal. This is the time of year between my wife's birthday and mine when we typically try to lose some of the. Let's call it the the winter coat, if you will. So I've got a goal to lose five pounds between now on my birthday, and let's call it seven weeks from now. Um, And I'm on my way to doing that even better morning and noon specifically um, to keep the calorie count low and start the calorie burn early with morning workouts. Um, Today I did the what I call run-lift-run. I run down to our title boxing gym, and there's some uh, dumbbells and that in the back. So I run down there. It's about a mile. I do my lifting routine and then I run back home. I call it run. It's a jog. Um, I'm 52. It's not going to be running. It's a it's a steady jog. But I do run the whole way there, jog the whole way there, and jog the whole way back. So I think that's uh, I think that's where I have to go with this. I have to start. I'm going to start immediately. I'm going to do it today. Um, and go put some things down on paper, even, it's, even if it's just as minuscule as, you know, today's errands and must-dos um, in order to put food in the fridge and plan the next few meals and um, define what I'm going to do in the uh, next steps towards my next sales opportunity, or whose people I'm going to reach out to, continue that networking effort. So there you go, Blackjack Wade. Kicked right in the butt by knowing exactly what you're not doing, and hopefully this is um, maybe relatable to some, and um, hopefully helpful in that you're certainly we're 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 at an age where this isn't it's not it doesn't seem as natural to set goals, but it's every bit as necessary as it's ever been. So hope that helps. Please provide feedback at host at blackjack wade. Dot com, and I'll work on the next full episode for next Tuesday's drop. Hopefully we'll get the, the guest situation sorted out. If not, we'll, uh, we'll dive into one of the other subjects I did in the uh, episode preview not long ago. So thanks for listening, and this is Blackjack Weight signing off. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends and family to check out Blackjack Wade's Midlife on their favorite podcast platform or on the web at blackjackwade.com. And as always, listener feedback and topic suggestions are welcome. Please email me at host at blackjackwade.com. That's host, H-O-S-T, at blackjackwade.com.